What's going on, everybody? This is Matt, one of your hosts of Recommended Experiences Podcast. I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts, Alex. Hello. Tiffany. Hi. And Yasser. What's up? RXP is the place where three pharmacists and one engineer talk all about their life with gaming, movies, and TV shows. Guys, it has been another week. Another week full of news, full of games. Um, I, I have one question, though. One question that's kind of been bugging me for since the last recording. Um, Yasser. Yes. You know, you're set on this mission, right? September 7th? Listen, is that right? It's only been a couple of days, okay? It's not been a week. <laughs> the listeners first. don't know that, one. <laughs> <laughs> but have you finished another chapter in Red Dead 2? Listen, I grinded Dead by Daylight the other night, and... It went on for so long, like six plus hours. No. I don't even know no. how I got six hours of Dead by Daylight in. But by the end of it, I was like, man, I could have played a lot of Red Dead 2. Dude, Day. those generators were calling your name. They kind of were. I was grinding <laughs> this character. Um, but the short answer is no, I have not. But there's okay. still plenty of time. So you've been playing Dead by Deadlight, though. Dead by Dead Daylight. By- Yes. <laughs> I Dead have- by Deadlight. <laughs> I have 11 days. All right. So. Out of curiosity, how many chapters are there in Red Dead? Six. Oh. Six chapters. Oh my god. That means the first chapter is like nothing compared to the rest of listen, the Listen, listen. I completed a <laughs> chapter, okay? I feel okay. like if I started now, I would, I'm would. i going to wrap up the game faster than you will. Hey, oh from chap- from nothing. You're probably not wrong, but <laughs> I'm going to finish in 10. How, how, are you going to 100% this game? I am going to beat the game. I am going okay. to get as many achievements as I can on the way. Okay. Um, I, don't, I will not 100%. Yeah, I don't think I did, anyone should subject themselves to 100%ing because there's online stuff. Oh, that's true. And I, I did a quick Google search about how long the campaign should take you. 100 plus hours, I think. Oh, well, like if you 100% just, it, I mean. Oh, yeah. If if you're just beating it, it's 40 hours. Okay. 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%, 150 hours. All right, I'll just well, call off next week and we'll so just yeah take five days pto that's fine <laughs> yeah, <we're not. laughs> you're not going anywhere else a staycation is fine yeah, yeah. now alex oh, yeah. you you said you were going to start playing red dead 2 well um, okay i'm in a oh. i'm in a weird oh, gosh. spot <laughs> here's another excuse no it's not Perfect. Ex- i mean it's kind of an excuse so like i've had red dead 2 for actually over a year now like i bought it last year i just haven't played it and it's and it's, we said we play it so we can talk about yeah, it. And it's installed, but also today I just oh. got Neo 2. Wait, wait. Was it installed before? Or is this newly installed? I installed it this year. So I had it for like a year. This year? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so no progress has been made. Got it. So, no, no, yeah. The progress is through. it's installed and it's It was up already to date. installed. Okay. Right, right. But it's well, also your up to PS4 date. does that automatically, but okay. Right. And then, but I just got Neo 2 today, and I'm really interested in starting that. But have you played it at all? Neo 2? Yeah. No, no, no. It's actually okay. installing right now. <laughs> oh, perfect. Did you play the first game? I did not. Okay. And actually, for Souls Likes, so I've only touched Dark Souls 1 Ooh, and okay. Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. And that's the extent of my exposure to Souls Likes. Oh, I love I love Soulsborne games. And, uh, Dark Souls Three is one of the best. And opinion. I stopped Dark with Dark Souls One 
because there was a moment where I was back rolling off. You know, in the well, I guess it's the Undead Berg is the first area. Mm-hmm. I was back. I was, you know, dodge rolling backwards. And you know how some of the like walkways have gaps on the side because it's like dilapidated, Ooh. right? Yep. I it's back rolled kind of off the edge of the walkway and died after yeah. I'd already died several times just to the enemies. And when I died after back rolling, I, I gave up. I quit. <laughs> yeah. When you see those red letters, you died, man, your heart just sinks. What a game, so, though. So I I've seen that, that many times. <laughs> and Bloodborne, I beat the first boss. I beat, well, okay. I beat Cleric Beast. I know people don't count Cleric Beast as a boss, but that was like my first boss. And I tried to beat Father Gascoigne, who I did not beat, but that's the extent of my Bloodborne experience. So this is going to be my first like wholehearted attempt at the series. And I think a lot of it is my interest kind of in the setting. Like I wasn't the biggest fan of like the Gothic, like Eldritch Horror Bloodborne or like the Western fantasy of... Mm-hmm. of the souls games but like you know neo is more of the like the japanese fantasy so i think that's what will like really get me into the series at least follow-up so question did you play sekiro i did not i've not played okay. that i know people talk highly of it but i think my diversion from that is that there's only the katana as your weapon right yeah and so it was a really big departure from like the other souls games where it's like you know they usually had a handful of weapons in different play styles so i think and neo obviously also follows that where it's like there's a bunch of different weapons so i think the the katana only aspect of the game made me less interested because if i was kind of scared if i didn't like the katana then you know the game wouldn't be for me because there wouldn't be any other option so yeah it's hard too Sekiro is really hard, very difficult. It's very different from regular Dark Souls, where you're kind of hacking and slashing shield up and kind of being more conservative. It's kind of almost Bloodborne, how I've heard Bloodborne's played. Of course, I haven't played Bloodborne, um, but kind of hack and slash and go, 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 pretty fast-paced. Um, but it's really difficult. I, I never finished it. But Okay, well, you know, Alex, if, if you want to play Red Dead, you can definitely catch up the Yasser. <laughs> so uh, I believe in you. At this <laughs> Maybe <point>. next week. <laughs> um, not for long, though. Not yeah, for long. May- maybe I'll play Neo and then it'll be too hard and I'll swap over to Red Dead after Neo gets too hard. <laughs> so, Tiffany, um, you're my only hope for, you know, following up on last week's episode. Have you been playing more Spirit Fair? I have. Okay. And it's really fun. I've just increased my boat size again, and I have three spirits that I'm, I guess, traveling with right now. I'm I'm a little bit confused about like I'm kind of just like in like upgrading the rooms on my boat, and I'm just like literally roaming around trying to get more resources in order to upgrade the rooms on my boat. So I don't really know. What else is happening? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they say things like, hey, check out this cool point on this map. I think I want to go there. I was like, okay. But I, I'll get distracted and stop by other places on the way. But I'm having a lot of fun with it. Do they still do that where you're at in the story? Kind of like lead you along and say, hey, maybe you should check out this island to help out the spirit? Yes. They do? I, well, maybe. Um, you... Yeah, they will lead you to certain directions that you can take. So that's pretty much where I've been going. I haven't collected any other spirits beyond the three. Okay. How many spirits 
Are you playing Spiritfarer? Yeah, yeah. So upon your wreck, I downloaded Spiritfarer. Thanks to yes! Yeah, thank you, Phil Spencer, if you're listening. I'm sure you are. Hashtag um, not sponsored. Yeah, we can be sponsored by Phil Spencer. That's fine. Um, I downloaded Spiritfarer. Yeah. <laughs> don't call me anything but phil spencer um download a spirit fair and honestly and i was kind of talking to tiffany in the pre-show about this you know i kind of saw spirit fair as almost looking like a game a mobile game that i would play it didn't look very deep but tiffany how you talked about it i downloaded it and played it last night and i didn't even want to go to bed even though i had an early shift um but it's just so the music is beautiful just plug up some headphones and play play this game it's super simple but it's it's really heartwarming and more than i thought it would be and i think it's more deep than what i'm even finding like the guy that you get loans from he's a shark and it's like they talk about like your spirit yeah. animal it's kind of yeah. like when you join the spirit fair your spirit animal gets you know realized and so like the lone shark is a shark and the guy that is at the shop is a raccoon, which kind of like plays off on like Tom Nook and, you know, um, all that mythology that goes behind Tom Nook. Um, I, I just I'm I'm pretty shocked by it, by how much I wanted to play it. Now, I was going to play it this afternoon before the podcast, but honestly, it feels like I was about to boot it up. And then I just realized that it's almost like a night game, like it's an, a game that I want to kind of relax to at the end of the night. I've if always wanted to sense. ask other people about this because I legit have this with a lot of games where I only feel like playing them during certain parts or at certain times of the day. Do you guys also feel that way? Because <laughs> I do this all the time. Well, to be honest, this kind of lends into my other the other game that I just purchased today. But so Spirit Fair came out for all consoles. And since I own a PS4 and a Switch, I had to make the decision if I wanted to play it on my PlayStation and maybe get some trophies or play it on my Switch. And honestly, because Matt, I agree with you 100%. It's a very nice nighttime game. I love. I don't have a TV in my bedroom and I don't really care for that. So I like getting my Switch and like getting ready for bed, getting in bed, and then just like playing my Switch. And so playing Spirit Fair right like maybe an hour or two before I go to sleep is just so nice and relaxing. PS and every game okay. should have cross progression between all all systems. Go 100%. on. That, that, that'll be the persistent tagline. Yeah, <laughs> that would be nice but then yeah there was also another game today because uh through or no not i just found out it was just released today it's called the last campfire and that was also released on all systems xbox playstation 4 and switch and i had to think about it for 20 minutes about like should i buy it on my playstation or my switch i ended up buying it on my switch it seems like another chill puzzle exploration game so that's where i was gonna play it on my switch yeah, I, I, I think there's something about the music, honestly, for me. Like, it's just, it's almost like a lullaby that makes me want to play it at night. And I feel like it's not something where I could play it for a couple hours and then go out to dinner with friends or come and play it, go on this podcast and talk to you guys. Like, I feel like it, it makes me want to kind of just unwind for the rest of the night. And it's like mm -hmm. definitely something to kind of bookmark me, Yeah, if that makes any sense. No, I totally, I can totally feel that. I also feel like soundtracks are so underrated as far as what really impacts you in a game. 
I feel like all the all my favorite games of all time all had great soundtracks, and I love a game with a good soundtrack. So I definitely need to try that game soon. Yeah, and it's when it's on Game Pass. That's the beauty of it. It's not something that I would go out of my way and pay thirty bucks, forty bucks. I might pay, but I would recommend for (laughs) others to do that because I did that. (laughs) But for those of us that already prescribe, you know, subscribe to. (laughs) <laughs> for those of us in the phil spencer camp thanks phil um you might as well try it and download it it's like a six yeah, seven right yeah nothing to lose and if you don't like it cool it's great so game pass is made of yeah. <laughs> yeah all right so now getting down to the, kind of the meat of the meat of the discussion today uh last week we got a lot of great news from dc fandom enter the dome uh i don't i think this was the second year that they've had DC fandom. I might be mistaken. Oh, did uh, they really? Yeah, I and I didn't know about that. I don't think many people may have known about it last year. It's probably been overshadowed by a lot of big conferences, but now with everything going virtual, maybe it's gotten a little bit more steam. Mm-hmm. Uh, but DC fandom, I, I thought, was a pretty good conference. It was a, a weird setup, but um, really loved it. Um, I kind of want to talk about some of these games and some of the movies that are in there, uh, starting off kind of with what I thought stole the show and especially the media's idea of the show, especially for gaming, was Gotham Knights. Um, Gotham Knights, I, we knew that WB Montreal was teasing this game, potentially Court of Owls. We kind of talked about it previously in, in our group before about this. Um, they finally released it and it finally had a trailer and actually some gameplay. Alex, you, you played... A lot of the Batman games coming into this, right? You played a lot of the Arkham games, at least some of them. Yeah. What did you think about Gotham Knights? Well, the funny thing is, so I never played Origins, Arkham Origins, so the one that WV Montreal did make. So I've only <laughs> played the the Rocksteady uh, Arkham games, but the good yeah. ones. Yeah, <laughs> the go good on. ones. True. I, I mean, I have nothing to say, so you know, um, regarding that. But uh, yeah, so f- for Gotham Knights, for w- what WV Montreal showed off. It's kind of a it's a two sided coin for me. So I was most excited about it of of the DC fandom of uh, reveals, mostly because right like having played at least the you know the the Rocksteady Arkham games right. There's always been the focus on you know being the Batman and being you know the Dark Knight, whatever you want to call them, and kind of that you know the intimidation factor that goes along with it. Right, like they did such a good job with you know you could listen in on the enemies and you know as you took out enemies and they discovered their buddies that were unconscious. Right, like they would show that heartbeat meter, and so you could always tell like oh you know these guys are becoming nervous or their heartbeats increasing. So there's always that feeling of oh yeah I am this menace of the night that's intimidating these guys and you know taking them out you know, stealthily, right? And they don't know what's going on. And so what they showed with um, Gotham Knights, right? So this, you know, you're not playing as the Batman this time around, you're playing as the Bat family. And just especially with what they showed from the the Batgirl perspective of, it's not so much, right? It's the shift from being Batman to being one of the other members of the Bat family. And so for Batgirl, right, you know, she uses a tonfa. She still has gadgets like Batman does, but her combat is a little bit more, like, acrobatic, right? They showed some stuff of, I think there was one segment where she was running along uh, the side of a truck, and then she, like, jumps off the truck and then does, like, a combo on an enemy. And there just seems to be a little bit more, like, just kind of an acrobatic take 
from at least from her gameplay perspective, rather than being this kind of you know you're hiding up in the shadows or you're trying to take down enemies stealthily. And so just like just from that perspective, and they did talk about how Robin's I think supposed to be more of a psychological fighter, so there might be that kind of idea of like the Batman he uses you know like trickery and. Um, you know, stealth techniques to take people out. As they showed, I think it was him that had the stealth move uh, in one of the shots. And then, you know, Red Hood looks like, you know, he has pistols, he uses firearms, so he's more of the kind of like, I guess, running gunner type character. And so I'm just excited from a standpoint that they're really, you know, they're continuing the, I guess, Arkham slash Batman name, right? Well, via Gotham Knights. But they're kind of giving us a different perspective of that world that has that like strong... Uh, based with all those characters kind of following Batman's footsteps. Yeah, I, I think you hit on a interesting point is that Arkham Origins was their game. And out of the three, that one's not as well reviewed. It's not something that a lot of people like. I never finished it. I played and finished both the first two um, that were through Rocksteady. Uh, but Arkham Origins was not something that I finished. Um, but it's actually interesting that because this is not something that's tied to the Arkham world, like this this game is not tied to any of the Arkham games up to this point. WB on Montreal felt kind of almost free to do what they wanted to do. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what they do when they have full reign. I was really impressed because all of the footage was pre-alpha footage, and I thought that it looked pretty good. I, oh, yeah. I was pretty the, impressed. The Mr. Freeze effects and the lightning storm with the ice and everything, yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. looked like visually right, and obviously this will be on next-gen hardware too, but just, you know, waiting to play that on my 4K television, you know, running on next-gen hardware, like, I think, and if anything, right, like WB shown a lot of their games, especially the Batman games, like, they, they put quality and you know production value into these things and so hopefully right as you mentioned with them being kind of freed up from how i guess rocksteady did you know portrayed the batman and trying to stick to that formula being freed up to kind of do their own thing you know with this new storyline with these i guess quote-unquote new characters and new gameplay at least they can at least you know forge something that really fits like this is like next generation batman i have a question in the comics how commonly do these characters fight together like they do in this game? I, I think that together, meaning without Batman, not often. With or without Batman, how often yeah. are they fighting like an Avengers unit kind of thing? You know, like they're all got they've all got their own tasks, but they're all kind of working together. You know, so it's actually interesting. So they've you know Patrick Redding, who's the creative director of this game for WM Montreal, has reiterated that this is not going to be a rehashing of any of the comic books up to this time but a lot of the court of the owls uh, that came out through the new 52 um so early 20 teens they started to kind of rebrand a lot of the dc comics and so batman's new 52 uh, started out actually with the court of owls and that's when they were introduced so those first seven issues of this new rebranding of dc comics and so actually in those comics all four of these characters were in that arc and they were they were u- being utilized as a unit. Of course, Batman was alive during that entire time. So it was actually all five of them working as a unit, but it has happened. Um, so 
it, it's not out of the question. Got I think it. it's it's interesting though because this is a two player co op. It's not four player, not three. It's two, mm-hmm. and they said a lot of their creative piece on that is that when you saw them in the comics, there was never a time where you you fought you know all four of them fighting one one baddie. And actually, there's actually an excerpt that I I kind of cut out. Uh, for this podcast that I thought was really interesting IGN did a an interview with Patrick Redding the creative director and they kind of asked him why is two-player the maximum for co-op and he said you can have four-player brawlers experiences but I think the more you try to lean into that the more you end up having to create environments that only really work for that and I thought that was pretty cool uh, you know that they're trying to make this if you're playing by yourself or if you're playing with a friend it's going to feel like it should be working that way because i i totally get that if you're you're playing destiny as a solo person and then you have four players or like a whole squad of you together it feels kind of empty like it's not as fun um and it looks like they're trying to make whatever you choose to do whether this is co-op online or if you're just playing by yourself that you you feel part of that world and you you feel like you're doing what they meant for you to do and I agree that I'm glad that they don't have four of them fighting at once. <laughs> That'd be a little bit much. Yeah, probably be madness. <laughs> yeah. And I will be bad girl with my Tanfa. Oh, dang, girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> Already calling it. <laughs> they did say that you can double up on the on the characters. So technically, all of us could oh, be Oh, no. Girl. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. If you want I'm bad girl. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, I feel like that just takes away the immersion that you just talked about, though. Yeah, you're right. Um, but I think there it's an action RPG. And so Alex's Batgirl may look completely different from mine. You know, mine might be more stealthy and his might, you know, he may want to do run and gun with Batgirl. I may want to be more stealthy. And so they might play way different, even though they have the same kind of backbone or skin. Of course, mm-hmm. the skins are going to be customizable, too, but... <laughs> and I and I think in a way too, it kind of leans into where like where to draw the line in the sand for fun, right? Because you know it could be that thing of like, yeah, what if we both want to play Batgirl, but if I pick her first, and then you're blocked out of it, then you're like, oh, I have to play my crappy like Red Hood or Nightwing, you know? So Savage. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying like if you think so, you know, it's it's Nightwing like, is Jason Todd my never... characters of all of all time for DC. I've never heard of Red Hood before trailer so red hood is one of the old robins um he actually got nightwind was an old robin yeah they're they're actually there's three robins (laughs) (laughs) red hood formerly known as robin yeah that girl's actually also robin (laughs) (laughs) pulls off the mask (laughs) the four um so jason todd is like the classic anti-hero um he's kind of more on the edge doesn't have as many rules but still plays nice with batman and the bat family so it'll be interesting to see kind of where he plays in the story i'm especially excited for nightwing uh court of owls um for those that aren't super familiar it's kind of this secret society that have assassins through the ages and basically they have one assassin or one talon that's what you saw at the end of that trailer with the shiny yellow eyes they have one talon basically each generation and that talent does whatever assassinations that they need to do for political prowess or whatever. Oh. And actually, in the story, um, Dick Grayson or uh, Nightwing, he was actually being groomed to be the next talent. Um, but 
Bruce Wayne and Batman kind of stole him in a way. Um, and so they had to go another direction and that has implications in that story arc. So I wonder if that will also play. But, you know, like I said, this they're playing a different story. It may not have anything to do with that. But it's it's cool to see that interconnection in the comic books. And I hope that they have that interconnection in this campaign. I think it'd be excellent. Hmm. So um, moving from this, I, you know, Wait, hold this on. Is, OK, Wait, do we have any other thoughts on this game? Are we all saying that we're excited for it? Tiffany? So I actually am interested in playing this game. And I'm actually more... Well, as an adult, I've been more into the Marvel universe. But the yeah, Marvel's fair. Avengers does mm -hmm. not look like it's for me. Which was really disappointing because I, I was... I was like, when I saw the leak or heard about the leaks years ago about a Marvel Avengers game, I was like, yes, give it to me. But then from what I've seen, and it's coming out next week, nothing I've seen has really yeah, drawn my interest. That's the and weird so, thing. It is coming out next week. Yeah, it's coming out next week. And listen, I'm all about for Captain America, Iron Man, everything. But after seeing the Gotham Knights trailer, I was actually like, oh my god, I might actually play this game. This looks fun. This, in my opinion, is what Marvel Avengers should have looked like. Yeah. Like, if this game came out with all Avengers characters, or Marvel characters, I would have been all on board. I feel like this would have fit much better with Marvel's character base than it does DC's. And this is all pre-alpha, too. And, okay. and like, the, you know, the no, sure. I'm saying this is, this is a good thing, that it's this yeah, good, it looks good and pre-alpha. Yeah. Um, sure. Well, like the beta and what I've been hearing about the betas. Has anyone played any of the betas? No, for I think last week it was oh. an open beta, but I just wasn't. It looks worse than this. To try. Yeah, the betas I, look worse than this. It does not look good. It does not look like it's ready to ship, um, which is disappointing. But I don't know. Tiffany, is there something about this that drew you in more? Is it just like it looks more fun to you or? I think it is, is that it looks more fun Okay, first of all, it looks better than Marvel's Avengers to me. I think also the fact that it's not just like an online living game, maybe, is also what intrigues me. Because it's more story-based and its own game. Like, it's not some, like, multi-year online experience. You know, it, it looks like you play a story with or without a friend and you're done. So that appeals to me. And I think the combat looks okay. Like, I you know I I think it look I think <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Glowing I mean, I reviews. That, She's yeah, going to be Red Hood. Tiffany says people the down. combat. <laughs> Tiffany says the combat looks okay. <laughs> That's going on the box art. I know it. I mean, I just, yeah, I think I, I like the concept. I'm intrigued by the story. I, part of me wonders if, if Bruce Wayne's going to pop out at the end credits. There's no way he's like, dead, let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> basically. You know, because like in Marvel's Avengers, Captain America apparently died in the trailers. And then everyone's like, no, he's obviously going to come back. Yeah, so part of me is wondering about that. And I think uh, the game just looks a lot more fun, I think. Batman being dead in this game feels like Superman being dead in a Justice League movie. Like, you know, it's not going to last, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just can't to, have it. Not to spoil anything, but the Court of Owls, actually, those talons 
um, they die and then they come back to life because they have like a special serum. So I could see them okay. doing some Hollywood magic and the Batman <laughs> living at the end of it. I'm sure. Because it's kind of weird. Using the Court of Owls special serum? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Or is, there, or is that going to be like the dark path of like ultimately the goal is like they find out that that serum exists and they're like, no, we can bring Bruce back. He's not dead. The possibilities are endless. We'll have to wait to see. 2021. Hopefully, supposedly 2021. Yeah, 2022. Can't wait. Let me be the guy who says that I don't think this game looks good. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah, I do not like it. I don't like the combat. I don't think this combat is nearly as good as what you'd see in a regular Rocksteady game, Um, which I understand this is not a Rocksteady game, but I like that combat for a Batman game much better um, than. The like hit marker kind of combat that they showed off in this gameplay demo. I also did not like the voice acting that they displayed in this. I don't know like how much you guys actually caught caught like the the dialogue of this game. Um, I thought it was very mediocre. Um, I'm not trying to be too critical of this game, but it just didn't feel like DC dialogue to me. It seemed very like lighthearted seemed kind of goofy um batgirl seemed kind of girly girl is she like that normally i I don't feel like the the depictions of batgirl that i've seen are like that yeah you know i to be honest i didn't really pay attention to the dialogue um in it i i i saw the combat as trying to separate it from arkham games because i i feel that the arkham batman games that combat, that melee combat is like no other. It It's pretty high tier for me. And to compare it to that, I almost feel like this is more of an arcade switch yeah, to it. And it I, I'm feel more arcade-y. And I'm kind of fine with that. Like with the, you know, the bright red letters when you hit someone, ooh, you know, 55 damage, you know, like that's right. the type of thing that I feel. And I'm kind of okay with that from this. Um, but yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think there's definitely some concerns. Like it's definitely not going to be like a 10 out of 10 pay- maybe, but it's definitely something I'm going to sink some hours in for sure. Yeah, I just feel like the direction as far as the overall style of the game is what turned me off. And it's okay. probably the reason why I am not interested in getting that game when it comes out. But Well, that's fine, just I'll be Batgirl <laughs> by myself. <laughs> you can be Batgirl, Alex. You can be Batgirl. <laughs> listen we can the three of us that are remaining we can you know tag team you know just one I mean, person is by solo at a time <laughs> i love it so i would love to see a game like that with nightwing but um i don't know i just was expecting something a little different okay that's fair now did you feel differently about the other game that was you know released the suicide squad yes I felt much differently. I love that um, that announcement. I love that trailer. What were your guys' thoughts on that trailer? So 2022, right? So yes, at least so it's, it's, it's far out. This it's is rock quite steady. the quite the announcement because typically yeah. these days they try not to do things like this, right? Because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the game may change or who knows what happens in that long of a time frame. But I think it's. It's kind of dissatisfying in that, you know, CG trailer, right? And I do like the premise that they're setting up because it is the, you know, anti-hero type story of like, oh, look, 
you're playing as the you know typically what are deemed the bad guys but obviously you're taking down what is usually deemed the good guy right in this case it's corrupted superman but like mm-hmm. i don't know it's mm-hmm. this weird idea of like i heard it's more kind of third person like shootery or like third person action right mm-hmm and I right. just like um, until I see something like until they come out with gameplay for I just have no like kind of expectations, which is why I'm like, I like the idea, but I, I do need to see that proof of concept. So for me, kind of yeah. the CG wasn't enough to get me there. It's more a wait and see kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Even though That's I do fair. like, you know, obviously, I, I don't know if the same voice actor for Harley Quinn is in all these things, but like the voice actors, especially Harley's Kinda voice great. actors. Like, yes. It, her voice actor it's it's tara strong tara strong is her voice actor oh yeah oh wait does she normally do carly and the other stuff too she d- she does harley a lot oh okay. in a lot of animated great. movies and stuff she's doing great job then <laughs> i love tara strong the great work yeah <laughs> strong stay work, alive strong as long as i'm alive so you're harley quinn forever please <laughs> <laughs> what a way to say it <laughs> and so when I when I watched this, I I was okay about it. I I kind of agree with Alex. I need to see more than just CGI. Um, but I'm definitely excited about it. It gave me um, now. Hang with me. It it kind of gave me Sunset Overdrive. It does, right? It, it definitely yeah. does. Like I saw it and I was like, this looks like a reskin of Sunset Overdrive. Oh, yeah, which now is now that you say that, I see it completely. Except it's purple. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just replace uh, orange with purple and you've got it. Um, but and that's a that's a really big compliment because Sunset Overdrive is excellent. It was a fun game way back in the day. Um, it still probably holds up pretty well. And it looks, you know, that's a fun game. That's a game that you love to just explore and like grind on light posts and, you know, jump off buildings and shoot and all these things. So if it's like that, I'd be completely down with this, especially if it's four-player co-op, because I think Sunset Overdrive would lend really well to four players. Just absolute mm-hmm. chaos. I don't know if it's going to be like that. That was just my initial thought on it. Um, I don't know if, if you kind of got those vibes too, Yasser. You played Sunset Overdrive as well, right? Yeah, I got. I actually didn't think of it that way, but you're absolutely right. There's definitely Sunset Overdrive vibes, and I feel like I'm being a little hypocritical because I'm saying... In this circumstance, that I like the goofy nature of this game, even though it's also DC characters. But I feel like they're doubling down and they're committing to that theme, which is different than what I saw with the Gotham Knights reveal because it was still more a serious game when you look at it overall as far as the combat and the story. Um, but they gave silly dialogue. So it didn't really mix for me. Um, but for this, like you know they're doubling down. They're really committing to... A more silly atmosphere with these characters that really fit this kind of game too because you've got the suicide squad um obviously they're gonna be goofballs and they're gonna be um, talking trash to each other i think my favorite line was the shark talking about the great superman and how he saved that that pilot i wish we could clip that right now for i know i wish we could fans. uh alex can you get on that <laughs> We'll do it in post. Perfect. Right. That sounds great. 
Yeah, I'm not really familiar with that character either. So when I I saw him, I was like, what is that? (laughs) I like this guy is all I really thought. (laughs) He's also going to be in the new Suicide Squad movie. Is he really? I saw that. Yeah, yeah, King Shark is going to be in there. It's the era of King Shark. (laughs) When I saw the trailer, I thought it was really fun too. And I I enjoyed it. However, not going to lie, when I heard that it is a action shooter game, that's where I was like, oh, I guess it's not for me. I'm terribly bad at shooters, <laughs> so I just kind of steer away from them in general, but it looks really fun. Literally, yeah. you know, her aim goes off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, but the mix of characters seem pretty chill. I like uh, the, I, I definitely like Harley Quinn. I thought with her baseball bat in there and everything, like, well, maybe with gameplay in the future, it might have more than just guns and stuff. But uh, I think it looks like I thought Harley Quinn using her bat was super cool and on brand. I did hear that this is apparently in the Arkham universe. Yeah, mm-hmm. somehow. <laughs> like this is apparently in the same universe as the Arkham games, like the first three games, which I don't understand. But here we are. <laughs> yeah. Rock City wants to keep that continuity, you know. Yeah, and apparently they are putting in a lot of work as far as um building the actual environment of Metropolis as well. Um, they've, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of Easter eggs that they talked about that they wanted to include in the game. So that's kind of like the the extra character in the game as well. I'm kind of oh, excited yeah. that it's day too. Like it's not just like a doom and gloom night. Like it's, it's a nice contrast from what we're seeing in like Gotham Knights and the classic Arkham games too. Is it confirmed to only be in Metropolis? Or are they looking to maybe like have, I don't know if they go to Gotham, but that I do not not. know. I'm pretty sure during that reveal, they only talked about Metropolis, but I might have missed something. Kill the Justice League. So maybe it'll travel to different cities. I don't know. Atlantis, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) King Shark, it's your time. (laughs) 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 The only reason he was asked into the game. (laughs) I don't see how he's gonna fit into the Suicide Squad movie though. Like there's gonna have to be some really good CG for that to fit appropriately. Are you unfamiliar with the trailer that debuted at the DC fandom? There was an actual trailer. Matt lied to me. No, so listen, let's be real here. I was very disappointed with the trailer. It was basically like character shout outs. However, it showed their costumes and like maybe 10 seconds of footage of each villain. We're or calling anti-trailer. that a trailer now. <laughs> yeah. Character trailer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe it's just put- characters. Like it's yeah. not, yeah. It's not okay. much. Gotcha. But, but you do see King Shark in that trailer. How does he look? He looks actually pretty similar to the video game very sharky i'm gonna t- <laughs> go take a look i'll be right back and pete davidson is in the in the movie which is when i saw his name i was like really okay oh yeah you didn't know that yeah there's tons i mean yeah there's tons of people i think there was a couple yeah. people that i didn't realize i didn't know who they would be playing uh, it but is I a did massive know- massive yeah. cast yes yes like they're pulling out all the stops how many characters are there there has to be between 15 and 20 right no i think it's like 10 to like 14 characters okay so just under my my uh, range got it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i'm pretty sure count there's them. like 20 i'll say okay. there's like 20 
<laughs> I'm on your side, man. I don't know. Okay, it, it felt perfect. definitely like way up there. It was I mean, a are lot. we are we calling Amanda Waller as part of the squad? Yeah. Hey, she's the head. She's okay. the head of it all. Well. I just I remember when I watched that, the character thing, I was like, how how are they doing this? Like this is not in game where all of them have their separate movies and they're coming together in this bottleneck. It's just all of them are just going to be there in one movie. Oh, you have I mean, to. It... Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Go ahead. I was just going to say that, you know, James Gunn is helming this one and he has shown True. his ability in introducing an ensemble cast and making you care about Very them. true. Very so true. So I'm point. very open minded. The first Suicide Squad was very mediocre. I enjoyed it. I also agree. Like it was very <laughs> average, but I thought, it's, you know, fun time. I wasn't mad about it. Uh, so. Did you watch the Harley Quinn movie? I did actually. Birds of Prey. I saw that. That was better, right? Yeah. That one was I enjoyed actually that movie. really fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a fun watch. I And I got it from Redbox with like a free, like I didn't pay for it at all. <laughs> so I was like, this <laughs> is Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> um, but yeah, I but we will take a sponsor from Redbox or Phil Spencer. Still, <laughs> thanks. Um, but yeah, I thought Birds of Prey was a lot of fun, and I mean, honestly, Margot Robbie is Holly Quinn at this point. She's like, incredible. She's pretty, yeah. she is the character. Just like Chris Evans will always be Captain America to me, and Robert Downey Jr. will always be Iron Man. Absolutely. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn, and I love her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I love that movie. I hope we see that cast again. Hmm. Has anyone else seen the Harley Quinn movie? Alex, Matt? I have not. I actually oh, have gotta, not gotta, either. Gotta, I need to get on it. it. Yeah, It'll be my homework. Like it's on her backlog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll add it to the list. Um, okay. Sounds good. You know, there's actually it's, one. Oh, go ahead, Yasser. It's worthy of your backlog list. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> all right. That's fair. Um, there's one movie that I was, I was excited to see. And Tiffany knows where I'm going with this. I was excited mm. to see in the DC fandom. But I was mm. disappointed that I hadn't already seen it. Um, which, of course, I'm talking about Wonder Woman 1984. Um, oh, I thought you were going in a different direction. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I said Tiffany will know where I'm going with this. All right. Yes. <laughs> Get out of her head. <laughs> Tiffany, what, what do you feel about this? Tell me your, I, tell me your feelings. I'm so excited for Wonder Woman. In an alternate universe, we would have already seen it and loved it so much. I have watched the trailer at least five times just to see her. <laughs> Wait, when and you say every... in an alternate universe, we would have seen this already. What do you mean by that? I mean, if the pandemic hadn't happened. Is that really what it... happened? Yes. Was it really scheduled it was for release? It was supposed to come out in May. It was okay. ready. Yeah. It was going to come out in May. Then it was going to come out in August. And now it's currently slated for October. And trust. I am so ready to watch this movie. I actually don't know a lot of Wonder Woman background from the comics at all. I only ever knew her in the Justice League cartoon, but I always thought she was badass. She um, is badass. So seeing her like lasso lightning and swing through the air is just amazing <laughs> Unrealistic. and I, 
it's a superhero movie doctor. <laughs> and it was amazing. Unrealistic though, but go on. I'm very unfamiliar with the cheetah character. And I did hear at the way, maybe a couple years ago at the beginning that Kristen Wiig was signed on to play cheetah. And to be honest, I was like, I don't even know who that is, but apparently I've heard from some other sources that a cheetah is an iconic wonder woman villain. So it's, I guess it will be exciting for some folks to see her come on the screen. Uh, fun fact, when Wonder Woman was filming in Washington, D.C., they had a casting call for extras. And, and you oh made my, it in a movie. No, I did it. <laughs> but I was like, oh, my gosh, can I skip work and go over there and like try to mm -hmm. be in? And what I thought was really nice is when she was filming the film, she stopped by a couple children's centers or children's wings and hospitals in costume to like cheer up the kids. Are you talking about Gal? Thought, yeah, Gal Gadot. She was really, I thought that was really sweet. Like while she was filming this movie, which feels like eons ago. Please mm -hmm. let us watch this movie. Please everyone wear masks and socially distance so I can go to the movie theater in October. <laughs> yeah, I, I just... I'm tired of watching trailers. I just want to watch it. Like I, you're not going to sell me any more than I'm already sold. I loved the first Wonder Woman, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Yeah, so. I think it just kind kind of keeps the hype going because oh, yeah. if anyone hadn't known, now they know that it's still coming out, which is good to hear. I'm ready. Alex, Speaking did you of Wonder Woman, has anyone heard of the story with Gal Gadot and her sponsorship with? Um, an Android brand? No. <laughs> so, crap. Now I can't for now I can't remember which brand it was specifically. Um, but she was all about this marketing deal that she had with some Android brand, and she was tweeting um, pictures about how much she she loves her phone and how great it is. And then someone noticed that every tweet that she's been sending has a description saying Twitter for iPhone. <laughs> it's uh, it's Hawaii. H-U-A-W-E-I. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. This is an Android uh, manufacturer. Oh, Huawei. Huawei, oh, yeah, it's Huawei. Huawei. Yeah. <laughs> so that was probably the funniest story I've ever heard about Gal Gadot. And I will never let her live that down. <laughs> she deleted all those uh, posts afterwards and started tweeting from a Huawei phone, so... <laughs> that much we can tweeted from least. Huawei. <laughs> well, it was tweeted uh, for Twitter for Android, so at least we know that she's on an Android phone at the very least now. Oh, so. okay, okay, yeah. Good job, gal. You're on top of it. Just a Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> still don't like that device. I still use my Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, are you are you hyped about the Wonder Woman as well, or? Yeah, so the the first movie, I really, like, I, it was surprisingly good, right? Like, I kind of have no expectations into most DC properties, or I guess, like, properties based on comics, because I'm not really into comics, but I really loved the first one, thought it was well done. What I really liked about um, the trailer for 1984 uh, was, like, specifically, you know, and how they, you know, built up Cheetah in a way, right? Because obviously she'll be playing a, a bigger role in the kind of you know, the, the main role, right, right alongside Wonder Woman, and that, you know, in the scenes in the movie, and obviously they're probably, you know, they're going chronological, but you can see the progression, right, of, like, her slowly, you know, becoming Cheetah, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they have the shots of her, you know, just wearing the glasses and being, like, that quote-unquote, you know, I guess, 
you know, second type or loser type, right? That's never, you know, mm-hmm. she's never the prettiest in the room. She doesn't have like the same kind of, she doesn't carry herself in the same way that someone like uh, Gal as Wonder Woman can. And so it's kind of that buildup of her character to be like, you know, you see the hatred, you see the kind of jealousy and all that stuff and how it slowly changes her into becoming, you know, and towards the end of the trailer, right? She's fully fledged, like, you know, I guess human hybrid, like, with a cheetah, right? And so, you know, fighting Wonder Woman, it's, I just like to see that character progression really honing in to say, this is a conflict really between those two. And obviously, you know, there's other things going on in the movie and, you know, it's, there'll be, you know, bigger problems than just cheetah existing. But I do appreciate that from the trailer to say, this is really meant for you to care about these two characters like in this moment. And so, yeah, based on that, I'm very interested to see the cheetah's character arc and how they portray that. Yeah, and you know, to be honest, I was compared to the first trailer that I've been rewatching in the past, they really showed very little of Pedro Pascal in this trailer and in this new trailer. And to be honest, I thought Pedro Pascal was gonna be more of the I guess big deal in the movie, but he was barely in it compared to Kristen Wig. Which I thought I mean, I thought was fine, but I guess it shows I didn't I don't I have no idea where this movie's going and I'm excited and I wanna see it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm so ready for this this movie. This um, is the only um, IP that I feel like the DC universe is handling well as far as movies go up until this point. A hundred percent agree, Yasser. What about uh, I? I have a question though, Yasser. What do you think about the Christopher Nolan Batman series? I those. <laughs> I cannot say Whoa. enough good things about those. Movies. Okay, I love that trilogy. Well, let me re. Let me overall, take a step back overall. Here. the trilogy overall was good. The last movie was mediocre, um, but obviously, Dark Knight Rises, um, or I'm sorry, uh, Dark Knight and then Batman Begins. Those two movies are classics, as right. far as DC movies go. Um, I don't but think I, I don't think that they've handled the introduction of the whole DC universe well, as far as building those characters like Marvel did. They didn't really take their time. Uh, like Marvel did, and I really don't appreciate that because I love DC characters, and they really do deserve their time in the limelight individually. I would like to say, for the record, I enjoyed Aquaman. Oh, did you? I thought it was a fun ride. It was for sure... Wait, no, I did see it in the theaters. I was about to say, it's a total plane movie if we ever (laughs) can ride planes again. Uh, I saw it on the plane. (laughs) Can can confirm plain movie. (laughs) Uh, But when I watched it, I was like, I don't hate this. This is this is fun. A lot of, you know, hot devices that I thought were kind of cheesy, but I had a blast. Uh, Suicide Squad, we previously said, I think is very mediocre. And I'm just so disappointed about Superman because Mm -hmm. he was my bae growing up. And I don't know (laughs) what they did to him. They did terrible movies. things to him. However, Henry Cavill is amazing. A great Superman. Yeah, and he is yes, a great Superman. They're wasting did, his talents. They did. He did what he could with the material, and and that's all I'm going to say. I am also a Man of Steel homer. I actually think that was underrated as far as movies go. Um, but outside of that movie, they have been ruining um, Cavill as Superman. Who Who has seen Justice League? I have. I can't even watch it. 
<gasps> Yasser, wait. Yasser, no. Hold on, hold wait. On. Alex, everyone. Oh, I've also avoided it. Okay. Yeah, so Tiffany is the only person that I've seen Justice League. Because wait, wait. All of us are just so <laughs> disappointed and embarrassed no, okay. by the DCU. Oh my gosh, but I forgot to even. We, the freaking. Okay, so here's the thing. A lot of tragedy happened during the filming. A lot of issues have happened True. where True. Schneider had taken a leave of absence. And then, you know, the, you know, the execs were like, why don't you stay? <laughs> leave, like, don't come back, whatever. However, and then Joss Whedon came in and did what he could. Obviously, the tones of the film were very up and down because, mismatch. yes, mismatch. Because, you know, Joss Whedon did Avengers 1 and 2 and say what you want about them. I had a blast with Avengers 1 and 2. I love those movies. <laughs> yeah, so oh my gosh, Yasser, we're going to have to have a whole MCU in review or something. But oh anyway, gosh. anyway, so when I saw the Justice League, I I was I was taken on a ride and I just didn't know what was happening in parts of it. <laughs> you know, Wonder Woman's making some jokes that I was like, "Oh, that seems a little forced." Ben Affleck is trying his best anyway. So now we have news from the DC fandom that the Snyder, the Snyder, the Snyder cut. cut is happening and he's making four one hour long parts. Lots of mixed feelings about it. Cause not going to lie. He's had years of fan feedback to, you know, he could say like, this was my vision all along, but he has years to reflect on what was said and done with that movie and plus he's also filming extra stuff to like make his vision come true but i honestly thought that the movie was his vision originally and that the extra stuff that was entered in via joss whedon was reshoots that joss led you know what i mean mm -hmm. i just have a lot i have a lot of mixed feelings about it however i would like to recommend that we all rewatch justice league and then rewatch the the snyder cut and compare and contrast because not gonna lie from the trailer that they showed from dc fandom a lot of the clips seemed i was like that was wasn't that in the movie originally you know i saw it when it came out in theaters i don't remember much about it that's right. actually the one one of the movies i didn't purchase on blu-ray but um yeah that's sorry i would be, I I would be to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay but after what after the travesty of Batman versus Superman, I just couldn't get myself to watch it when it came out. So, <laughs> which I I, I feel like kind of put kind of a sunset on Batfleck, almost which prematurely. I also feel bad for Ben. Affleck. Yeah, I I, I never got a good shot because Batman. I really didn't mind him as Bruce Wayne and and Batman. I thought he did fine. But man, Batman vs Superman was just a pain to watch. As someone who loves Batman, I love Batman. I love both of the characters equally, yeah. and I couldn't get through that movie. And I almost it, walked out of the theater. Like that's how much I was disappointed mm -hmm. while I was watching that movie. And I've never, I, was, I never feel that way about any theater movie. So that was just insane to experience. I just wasn't smiling, and that's the thing. When I'm when I'm in the theater, anyone who's ever been to a theater with me will know that I'm usually entertained. Right. pretty easily and when i'm not entertained that means that you're like almost offending me <laughs> and that's what they did <laughs> i was just like what is this what i just don't get it yeah i don't know i didn't care for it um that could be an entire podcast on it, yeah so. but what i did smile at for batman is robert pattison's the batman what that a teaser trailer that teaser trailer was 
excellent. Do you the, mean what made Robert it... Pattinson? Oh yeah. boy. Yeah. What oh, did he say? Pattinson? Oh, no. I said Pattinson. She's making a joke like Pattinson. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I think. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shot dad. <laughs> I've heard people calling him Patman too. Batman. Um, that trailer was so well paced. Yeah, I think it it brought such a gritty realness to it to the character. I was also very impressed because I've been following the Batman kind of, you know, with all this coronavirus, they've had to postpone a lot of their production. They've actually only filmed about 25% of the film. And from 25% of the film, they made a really great trailer, a really great trailer that I know exactly what I'm getting into. You know, this, this looks like it's not an origin story. They've already said, this is kind of his second year of being the Batman, which I love. I don't want another origin story. You know, I don't want to, you know, see his parents get shot and, you know, him having to, you know, they're going this. to do a flashback. 100% they will. Why? 100%. Why no, do I need to know we, this? We don't. We know his parents die in an alleyway. <laughs> yeah, a petty theft. Like, come on. You know, Spider-Man Homecoming, we didn't have any flashbacks with Uncle Ben. You know what I mean? Well, We've had well, maybe. three kinds of Spider-Mans. This was You're the right. first time we didn't need Uncle Ben. I don't we think we need, need that. that we because, don't need that parents. Because right. Uncle Ben, that, that death shook me that was oh gosh that was such a bad death the first one <laughs> i was like really yeah. shook up about that one um but the batman i i thought was excellent i don't know what your guys thoughts were um any any thoughts alex i mean so i didn't realize that colin farrell was in it like he's supposedly and then that was the penguin the the guy that was like looking disgruntled like with the in the rain in that one scene, kind of after they went through some montages, mm-hmm. I don't know. But like seeing that and like hearing that, I'm like, wow, they really did a good job dressing him up. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if anything, for me, it's it'll be interesting to see, right? So it'll be Pattinson's, you know, first shot, first crack at being the bat, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> He's here all night, fellas. Oh boy, yeah, I'll be here as long as podcast is rolling. And I, I'm I'm equally as interested to see kind of how he approaches the role, but also, you know, the villains that they're including, right? So we did see, right, the Penguin and then, I guess, Catwoman. Um, and I'm interested to see if there will be any other villains besides those two or, like, what... There like, is. Well, what about the Riddler? Oh, well, the we didn't see villain. him. I mean, we didn't see him, and I know they teased it, and obviously all the letters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I want to see, like, the portrayal, right? Because I think that's really... It's how these films approach, like, you know, showing off these characters in either, you know, because it's like with the Batmobile, right? Like, typically, you know, in the past Batmans, right, they've always made the Batmobile look like a literal tank. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a thing that can take down, like, you know, city blocks, basically. Mm -hmm. But then uh, in the new one, right, it looks like it's like a Ford Mustang with just some, like, yeah, yeah, with wings taped to the back and, like, a jet engine strapped in the trunk. So it seems like they are, and especially with how, you know, how um, the Penguin and Catwoman look, like it looks like it's like the movie's going for more of a visceral feeling. And I think it's an interesting take and keeping everything a little bit more realistic in that way. Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see, you know, pending future trailers or I guess the movie itself, like how they can keep to that style and create an interesting like vision. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think I think the guy is the Riddler. You know, we, we don't know what the coronavirus has has stopped them from doing. Maybe they wanted to have more of a, a an actual Riddler look to him, but maybe that's just something that wasn't actually taped up to this point. Um, at, at, you know, like the green letters, the, you know, 2021, where the twos are question marks, right. like, it, it, you know, you have yeah. to think mm-hmm. that it's Edward Nashton's in the credits. Okay. Okay. Who's in the yeah. credits? Edward Nashton. It's, uh, Riddler's name. Oh, okay. okay. Later changes oh. his name. Edward. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. it, I think it, I just love the gritty kind of realistic that you were talking about. Um, so I, I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about it? <laughs> so I like that it's gritty. It does remind me of um, the grittiness of the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, which I'm all for. However, I don't know if I like the casting decisions all around. I'm not convinced that Pattinson is going to be a good Batman. Um, based on what I saw from the trailer, I am not convinced. I hope he can be a good Batman. I am rooting for him to be a good Batman. Um, but I am not convinced from the trailer. I thought the trailer was okay. I do really like the casting for Selena Kyle. I think they knocked out of the park for that one. Um, yeah, I think it's perfect, actually. Yeah. But overall, like it's super dark. So, I mean, you have to do that well. You can't just, you can't do a really dark movie poorly because <laughs> then it's just not mm-hmm. fun. And so I know that Matt Reeves is directing it. My past experience with Matt Reeves is fairly up and down. I, um, I loved some of his movies. I did not like some of his movies. For example, he's done War of Planet of the Apes, which was the last Planet of the Apes movie. Everyone um, critiqued that as like one of the best Planet of the Apes movies ever. I hated it. <laughs> but he also did Cloverfield. Um, and so I think he is talented enough. He can do it. I'm just only cautiously optimistic right now. And the last point that I'll make, I'll leave it at that, actually. I'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> he has made his last point. He's yeah, made his last point. point. I won't go further. Matt Reeves, though, like he he spent a little bit extra time around the trailer. If if you guys were able to see his interview about it, mm-hmm. this is a guy that when he's talking about it, he must have done so much reading and so much research into the Batman because I felt that he just knew what Gotham was about. He talks about kind of the corruption with the cops and like how that's going to affect him negatively and like what leads him up to this point. And it seems like he's coming at it in the right way where he's not coming out as a director, but he's coming at it almost as if he's, he's just an admirer of the film itself. Um, so I, I think he's going to be really respectful of the property. I agree with you about Robert Pattinson. Like I have not watched many of his films. A lot of people online and Reddit are like, Hey, don't, don't give him crap. Yeah. You know, you need to watch his stuff that he's great. in. um, one thing that everyone keeps talking about is the lighthouse. It's actually free on Amazon prime. So I'm probably going to stream it tomorrow and look at it because a lot of people say you know after watching a couple of his newer films he's done the past couple years you know you could see him being able to pull off bruce wayne and being able to pull off batman so i i'm i'm cautiously optimistic about him listen if there's any reason to be optimistic he's one of the main characters in tenet that's directed by christopher nolan 
I hope he gave him some some tidbits, some <laughs> words of advice, because Christopher Nolan knows how to make a good Batman movie. He sure does. <laughs> sure does. Tiffany, are you going to watch this midnight premiere, you think? You're a big midnight <laughs> premiere person. So. Okay, let's, let's correct that. It's called Thursday early preview or something. Okay, That's it's something no longer... a midnight premiere person would exist anymore. <laughs> it's not a midnight premiere. I am really optimistic about this movie as well. I'm with you, Yasser. When Robert Pattinson was announced for his cast, I was very skeptical. However, I then reflected back on the best Batman movie, The Dark Knight. And realized that when Heath Ledger was originally cast way back when as the Joker, I thought everyone was smoking crack. Fair. And I was like, and, you know, and I was a girl in love with Heath Ledger, like, growing up. So I was a night. (laughs) That movie was played a lot in her house. (laughs) I was very enamored with Heath Ledger. So. When and you know, I always wanted to watch his movies, but I was like, "Really, you're gonna cast him as a Joker?" However, I was blown away. And then we he passed, and I was very distraught, especially because I only thought of the opportunities he would have had after you know the movie came out for Heath Ledger to do do other roles. And I was just it was devastating. However, so with Robert, I think I'm gonna open uh, my heart a little bit. <laughs> and I was pleasantly surprised with the amount of footage I guess we got to see. Like Matt mentioned previously, that they only filmed twenty five percent. You know, compared to Suicide Squad, like Suicide Squad is completely done filming and they're completely in post production. However, we only got a character trailer at the dome, and I was like, wait, like this trailer for the Batman made me more interested in seeing the Batman than the Suicide Squad trailer did for me so i'm very excited for the batman and i'm totally gonna see it on a thursday if does, the pandemic's over does he feel like a bruce wayne to you guys not saying he, he doesn't i'm just trying to get your ideas of what you guys think about you know Robert he Biden. he looks he looks almost more and this i don't know how else to see it he doesn't look like he's noble you know someone that comes from a wealthy family like he looks almost like kind of <laughs> war-torn and he's, he looks real young in the film compared to like how Christian Bale or, or really any of the previous Batmans is. And this is supposed to be kind of his younger years. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be as cautiously optimistic as possible, sticking with the optimism. I hope he pulls it off. This was not something that I thought was a good idea when this got, you know, released initially. Um, he doesn't look the part, but who knows? They only, you know, filmed a brief little segment. So who knows how many of the Bruce Wayne things we didn't get. I'll give him the benefit of that. His vibe honestly reminded me of the Batman from Batman beyond. Really? Well, initially when I saw him and like picturing in my head, that's what I thought. But the movie does not give you Batman beyond vibes at all though. Right? No, Well, no, no, no. It's like this, like he looks like an older tired. Okay. Okay. Maybe not older. If you think he looks younger, I mean, he just looks disheveled. He looks disheveled and like he's wearing a suit that doesn't fit him right. Like, I'm like, you're not a millionaire or you know what I mean? Like he just he's just thrown on whatever. Like he didn't get enough sleep. He had to like show up somewhere. He put on the first suit. He's maybe lost some weight because he's, you know, really stressed and like trying to find the Riddler, whatever. And 
he doesn't look like he can fill out the bat suit and he just looks like over it which is kind of the vibe i get from old man batman (laughs) (laughs) no yeah that's a good point you know who he reminds me of he reminds me of the guy they casted for scarecrow in batman begins oh cillian murphy yes yeah which he also auditioned for batman um, but obviously didn't get it uh, because Christian Bale did. But that's kind of like the mismatch that I feel like I'm seeing with uh, mm-hmm. with him and Batman. But again, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I hope he can pull it off, and I hope it's a great movie. You know, um, a casting I love is yes. Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon. Or yes. I guess he's probably I, Detective I totally Gordon. Agree. Yeah, I love that. I but, thought that was amazing. But I think it fits. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of him. Speaking of that, I you know what I actually loved about this trailer is that it actually introduced Batman as some sort of detective, which you do not see nearly enough um, as far as Batman depictions. And it's about time that he actually gets recognized for being the world's greatest detective. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I cannot agree more. And I like I feel a little bit like I should file for copyright for that statement because <laughs> i feel like i say that all the time but um i'll let it slide because i completely agree but we haven't had that we haven't had the opportunities for him to kind of use his superpower which is his wit and um i'm hoping that the riddler kind of teases that out mm-hmm. but man I, i'm i couldn't be more excited about this movie i'm excited about that for sure and It'll be interesting to see how they do the Riddler this time versus when they did it with Jim Carrey because I want it to be very different than that. And it seems like it's going to be. So I'm excited. <laughs> it's like a guilty pleasure. I, I <laughs> love yeah. Jim Carrey's Riddler. <laughs> but yeah, it needs to be different. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we love you, Jim Carrey. We do. You can come on the show anytime. We're always Please. here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well... Um, If there's no final thoughts, that concludes the second episode of the Recommended Experience podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at rxp.podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter, rxp underscore podcast. Thanks, everybody. Was that written down somewhere or you just come up with that? I just came up with it. That's pretty good. (laughs)